Welcome to the Folktale Project, this is Dan Scholes. And today we have part three of The Wonderful Sheep. And I promise the story is going to get, at least for now, a bit better. So, without any further ado, let's dive right back in to The Wonderful Sheep, part three. She began to walk as fast as she could, but the forest was so large and the sun was so hot that she nearly died of heat and terror and fatigue. Look which way she would, there seemed to be no end to the forest, and she was so frightened that she fancied every minute that she heard the king running after her to kill her. You may imagine how miserable she was, and how she cried as she went on, not knowing which path to follow, and with the thorny bushes scratching her dreadfully and tearing her pretty frock to pieces. At last she heard the bleeding of a sheep, and said to herself, No doubt there are shepherds here with their flocks. They will show me the way to some village where I can live disguised as a peasant girl. Alas, it is not always kings and princes who are the happiest people in the world. Who could have believed that I should be obligated to run away and hide because the king, for no reason at all, wishes to kill me? So saying, she advanced towards the place where she heard the bleeding, but what was her surprise when, in a lovely little glade quite surrounded by trees, she saw a large sheep. Its wool was as white as snow, and its horns shone like gold. It had a garland of flowers upon its neck, and strings of great pearls about its legs, and a collar of diamonds. It lay upon a bank of orange flowers, under a canopy of cloth of gold, which protected it from the heat of the sun. Nearly a hundred other sheep were scattered about, not eating the grass, but some drinking coffee, lemonade, or sherbet, others eating ices, strawberries and cream, or sweetmeats, while others again were playing games. Many of them wore golden collars with jewels, flowers, and ribbons. Miranda stopped short in amazement of this unexpected sight, and was looking in all directions for the shepherd of this surprising flock, when the beautiful sheep came bounding towards her. Approach, lovely princess, he cried. Have no fear of such gentle and peaceable animals as we are. What a marvel, cried the princess, starting back a little. Here is a sheep who can talk. Your monkey and your dog could talk, madam, said he. Are you more astonished at us than at them? A fairy gave them the power to speak, replied Miranda. So I was used to them. Perhaps the same thing has happened to us, he said, smiling sheepishly. But, princess, what can have led you here? A thousand misfortunes, sir sheep, she answered. I am the unhappiest princess in the world, and I am seeking a shelter against my father's anger. Come with me, madam, said the sheep. I offer you a hiding place which you only will know of, and where you will be mistress of everything you see. I really cannot follow you, said Miranda, for I am too tired to walk another step. The sheep with the golden horns ordered that his chariot should be fetched, and a moment after appeared six goats, harnessed to a pumpkin, which was so big that two people could quite well sit in it, and was all lined with cushions of velvet and down. The princess stepped into it, much amused at such a new kind of carriage. And the king of the sheep, took his place beside her. 
and the goats ran away with them at full speed and only stopped when they reached a cavern, the entrance to which was blocked by a great stone. This the king touched with his foot, and immediately it fell down, and he invited the princess to enter without fear. Now, if she had not been so alarmed by everything that had happened, nothing could have induced her to go into this frightful cave, but she was so afraid of what might be behind her that she would have thrown herself even down a well at this moment. So, without hesitation, she followed the sheep, who went before her down, 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 until she saw that they must come out at the other side of the world. Indeed, she was not sure that he wasn't leading her into fairyland. And that is the end of part three of The Wonderful Sheep. And as I said, we get a respite from all of the terribleness that existed in parts one and two. This is Dan Scholes for The Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Threads and Instagram at Folktale Project. And you can find us wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. As always, thank you so much for listening.